Kara Zorilla escapes the dying planet of Krypton. She is delayed on her way to Earth. When she gets here 24 years later, she becomes Earth's newest hero, Supergirl. Welcome to the Krypton Report, a Supergirl podcast brought to you by Southgate Media. I am your host, Tyler Patrick. You can find me at JTYPatrick on Twitter. So let's get started on what's going on today in the world of the Kryptonians. And welcome back to the next episode of The Last Daughter of Krypton. Today's a special episode, because here again with me in the Fortress, another beautiful, amazing, my wife, Miss Jania Patrick. Welcome, Jania. Hello. Thanks for having me back, Tyler. No problem. No problem. So, we're going to kick off this episode. We've had some time to digest and think about things. We've had some time to do some more reading and looking into things. But we're going to talk about what was what's your reaction and your takeaway from the trailer. I really enjoyed the trailer a lot. Um, The first thing that comes to mind is we are finally seeing a female superhero character um, that you can be proud of. You know, that women around, you know, the States and and the world can be proud of and say, you know what, she's actually standing up for what we want to see in a woman. It, It is really cool to think about because this isn't something we touched on before, but like, on Arrow, you have Canary or, and Black Canary, who are kind of like sidekickish almost characters. Um, in this, you know, a full-fledged female-led show, where she's the main focus, the main character. Yeah, definitely. I mean, but I feel like even sometimes the Canaries are a little bit more like, um, for lack of a better term, they can be a little more sexualized, you know. Yeah. But with with the Supergirl character, it feels like they're taking her away from that, and they're making it about her strength and about who she is. And I think that that's important for um, girls and women, you know, young women today. You mean she's not going to magically show up on Arrow and meet up with Oliver and then go off and have times together like every other woman who shows up on Arrow does. <laughs> they all end up with Oliver at some point. <laughs> For a man who gets a lot of women around and a lot of attention, he sure seems depressed. But. <laughs> <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think we discussed that on Flash Arrow Power Hour about how Oliver seemed to uh, make friends with all the ladies. Yeah. But you know, one thing I caught where we were recently rewatching the trailer is there's really quick cut scenes and slowing them down it looks like Superman takes his cousin to the Danders family and you see Dean Kane and Helen Slater really fast it's like he's taking her there so it makes you wonder how if he knows them how he knows them what that past is that he's entrusting his cousin to be raised by them instead of you know in some versions of the comics he takes her to mom Paul. But usually she's a little older when she shows up. And this, she's showing up as a, a child and not a teenager. So it's definitely going to be, I think, more of an amalgam story with some originality into it of her story. I really like that, actually. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, I wasn't sure how it would feel if, if they brought up Superman in general when it comes to this new Supergirl TV show. But I really like it. I like him being in the background um, so far, you know, from what I've seen on the trailer and everything like that. I think it's really cool. Um, and it adds that element. Because let's, let's face it, you don't really want Supergirl without Superman. 
period. You want Superman to be a part of the storyline some way, somehow. You know, that's where she comes from, basically. That's her family. That is an interesting thought. Now, what is your feelings and thoughts towards if this show does or doesn't cross into the Flaro universe? <laughs> For lack of a better term. <laughs> Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow. Honestly, I don't think it needs to be a part of that. I feel like there's so much going on with that universe already. You know, that I think adding Supergirl into the mix might just become too much, too overwhelming. And then it's like, there's just, there's too much to keep up with. And I don't know. I, I kind of like it being its own, you know. Chris and I were speculating, like, if maybe we get season one Supergirl done and season two, like, somehow connects, like, all this was taking place beforehand or something to where... Like, Flash and Arrow are running parallel with each other. But with Supergirl, like, I'm, I'm debate back and forth because I love the idea of her kind of cutting her own plot, being her own show, not needing any kind of connectivity. But at the same time, I would love to see her interact with Flash. So it's it's a very interesting kind of conundrum because in some, some ways I want to see it, but there's a lot of questions that that would raise as far as with Superman... You know, if he's been in existence. Because in, in this kind of universe, it seems like Oliver kind of came out as the first superhero. Right. Um, and they haven't really alluded... I can't I can't remember. They haven't alluded to Superman at all, have they? No, because their rules is they're not allowed to reference Batman or Superman, Metropolis, or Gotham. So like that. Even Kara in this show is in Na- National City, I think it is. So she's not even in Metropolis. Oh, wow. Um, so I, I'm, I'm right now I'm kind of at this stalemate where I'm like, I can rationalize either way of what I want to see as far as where she gets placed. Um, and you know, I've kind of been on the fence about with Superman being part of her or not. We'll just see how it plays out. I'm just happy to see the show and I'm more and more excited. Like I know I do before the bat, the Gotham podcast as well, but at the same time, this shows me on the same time as Gotham and I'm. If I have to watch one in real time, I'm going to lean towards this one, you know? Yeah, I do I do have to say, like, I'm very excited about this show. To me, this is like a, a culmination of, like, um, Smallville kind of style, where it's, like, upbeat and happy sometimes, and, like, just really fun. It seems like it could be really fun. Yes. And then it might have some serious tones, like Arrow and Flash, you know? Um, you know, Flash is a little bit more upbeat, too, but still, this one seems like it's going to be a little bit more fun and exciting. Um, I love the chick that's playing Supergirl. I already love her. I know she's not, like, your, your stereotypical blonde Supergirl, you know, but she's she's great. To the me. saddest part about this is having her cast and having Grant Gustin's Flash really tempts me, but I'm not quite there yet. Like, I don't think I can lower myself to that level, and no offense to fans out there, but I just can't bring myself to watch an episode or past episode of Glee ever, but having, like, just really liking Grant. Uh, yeah, I love Grant. And then, like, interest in her, I'm just like, <laughs> but I can't do it yet. <laughs> I can't do it. I feel like they're like, we need superheroes. Get anyone that was on Spartacus and Glee. <laughs> I mean, Captain Boomerang, uh, Deathstroke, uh-huh. Nissa, all came from Spartacus. I didn't know Nissa came from Spartacus. Yeah. That's cool. 
And then you have Supergirl and Flash from Glee. And there's probably some more that I'm missing out there. <laughs> or people who used to be on any other CW show, because that's a trope of CWs to reuse actors, which well, isn't great. bad. That's great. That's a great which thing that CW, CW does. But they, they seem to bring in new people, too. So I, I love CW for that. I always thought it was funny, because like, for a long time, Smallville and uh, Supernatural, anybody who's on those shows just watched they'll be on another show or on back and forth on each other. I always wanted a quick, like, odd reference, like, especially in the episode, and we get tangential here, uh, Supernatural, where they go to the, uh, it's in season five, when they go to where everyone's role-playing as Sam and Dean at the hotel. Oh, yeah, the, I, the Supernatural convention. I always thought it'd be awesome if, like, just in the background there was Tom Welling and Justin Hartley dressed as Sam and Dean, just for, like, That'd some sort of so funny nod. All right, but we digress here. Today's episode... After reviewing the trailers, we're going to talk about the character of Cat Grant. She's one of the main characters that will be in the Supergirl series, who has a long and diverse history with the Man of Steel. Cat first appeared in Adventures of Superman 424, January of 1987, as a Gotham columnist for the Daily Planet. Introduced as a potential love interest for Clark Kent, her character added a new dimension to the Clark Lois Superman. Now, personally... Unlike the plot of Superman 4, which had the idea but just dropped the ball, which is ironic because it's the same year that this uh, comic was published, I always thought having someone who actually was attracted to Clark, like the Christopher Reeves bumbly, awkward Clark Kent, yeah. was was kind of funny because that Clark is not supposed to have somebody. Like, when he decides to become Superman, like it's kind of like Clark is not the person that girls would be interested in. So I always thought having that kind of as a a background could be really interesting for a story. They attempted it in Superman 4, but it just kind of fell short. Yeah. But Cat arrives in Metropolis taking a position at the Daily Planet. She is well known for her syndicated columns in Los Angeles, where she was recently divorced from Joe Morgan and has a son, Adam Morgan. Which is going to be, I wonder if he'll appear in the series, since we seem like this cat... Grant is a little bit more mature. Um, I wonder if Adam will be referenced to, because there is a connection between Supergirl, Adam, and Cat. Um, she she needs to prove herself to Perry and Clark and Lois that she can be a real reporter. And Cat goes undercover at Galaxy Broadcasting and keep Clark exposed to Morgan Edge links to Intergame. Cat joins the TV station and becomes an on-air reporter who eventually gets her own talk show, the Cat Grant Show. Now, Cat's son, Adam, is one of several children abducted later on by the Toy Man. Now, in the trailer, we meet Winslow Shot, who will be Toy Man. He is the, he is the guy that's helping Kara, Kara on the roof. That's <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> he is the one who is helping her on the roof that's supposed to be, like, a not a love interest for her, but he's supposed to be in love with her, but she doesn't like him. He's the dark-haired guy you see in the trailer. Oh, yeah. I like that actor. So he's kind of that, one day I will be a villain. Much like that they hint at Caitlin Snow, one day is supposed to become Killer Frost. Yeah. Um, And you're just kind of like, wow, I wonder what's going to take them in there. Much like in Smallville, when it started, you had Clark and Lex as friends, which I think they could have done more with, but that's another podcast. I need my own Smallville podcast. (laughs) <laughs> no one will listen to it. It's going to be talking about a show that ended four years ago. Um, I love so I'm, I'm interested where that'll go. Now, 
Adam was abducted by Torkman, and Adam is murdered when Tor when he tries to escape. Yes, that was our dog, L, or Ellie, but I call her L after her Kryptonian heritage. Uh, <laughs> Janelle wouldn't let me name her Crypto, so we went with Ellie. She thought she was getting to name the dog what she wanted, but secretly did she not realize that she was sort of giving her a Kryptonian name. But during Lex Luthor's tenure as president, Kat serves as a White House press secretary. She is the reporter for the television station during the death of Superman. So she has a very diverse history. Um, it was during writer Sterling Gates' take on Supergirl where we're introduced, where bringing in the story where Kat will be a regular supporting cast member as well as Lana Lang was, but Kat holds a grudge against Supergirl because of her lack of respect and careless handling of a metahuman fight that left her slightly wounded. Kat starts a slandering campaign against the Girl of Steel and pages of the Daily Planet, turning a large number of the people of Metropolis against Supergirl. Now, as you're noticing, there's a very tight-knit connection between Supergirl, Cat, and Toy Man. This, this recurs again and again with Adam, their, her son, Toy Man, in different comics and different storylines, especially in one involved where they go after the doll maker, who supposedly was part of the murder of her son. Now, the doll maker is interesting because that's a character we've seen a version on Gotham. We saw a version in Arrow Season 2. Now, if this show doesn't connect to Arrow and Flash, we could get to see alternate versions of characters we've already seen on TV. Very cool. Um, and I think the Dollmaker is one. Um, a character that I'd like to see appear on the show because I feel like he didn't get his due in Man of Steel as Emile Hamilton, but that's just another form. Now, Cat never appeared on the animated series. She did appear in Young Justice and was voiced by... How do you pronounce that name, Jania? Because you know people I can't pronounce names. Masasa Moyo. And she was in the episode Targets and the episode Terrors. That's pretty cool. Now, we know that from the trailer we meet Cat Grant as she is being played by Calissa Flockhart. And this is another version of Cat. So now what we're going to discuss is... The incarnations that we have met um, for of live action. Yeah. Now, recently, Janine and I have watched a couple episodes of Lois and Clark, where she was introduced, and we watched Smallville. So, in Lois and Clark, um, how did you feel about Cat's portrayal? I mean, she was this very overtly you know, pretentious and flirtatious woman. I mean, <laughs> she was so into Clark. It was, it was crazy. And Clark was just, I think he, he didn't even really realize how into him or yeah, into him she was like, it was That's Clark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. It's like we said, like, um, she was done as a character that was supposed to be toward interesting Clark. And of course, Lois and Clark was more of like a rom-com-esque show with Superman. Yeah. Definitely. So it makes it a little bit more interesting that Cat appeared. But Cat was only in the first or first two seasons. They phased her out rather quickly. That's what I was going to say. Is like One thing I noticed is that she really wasn't a part of it very much. I mean, yeah, you'd see her here and there, but there wasn't like... 
you know, a huge part for her, which in, in this new Supergirl, it definitely seems like she's going to have a more integral role in the whole storyline. She was played by actress Tracy Scoggins, and, you know, I just felt like it's one of those things like the first season of Lois Clark was one thing, because in the second season they replaced Jimmy Olsen with a different actor, and a cat was gone, and it was just the character I think was supposed to be the foil to Lois in love with Superman, and then Cat likes Clark, but it just I think they made her too over sexualized to where it was almost an offensive character. Yeah. Like if I was a chick and I was watching this, I'd be like. Uh, yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, she was very over-sexualized, and it was just, it was too much at times. And then we jump, and we get into Smallville, (laughs) in the season 10, when we get what's supposed to be the real version of Cat Grant, because there's an off-comment about a throwaway Cat Grant character that was uh, introduced in season 9, which is funny because they did that with Kara, too. They had a person say she was Kara at the end of season three, but we got the real Kara in season seven. I think the writers uh, tighten that up. But when we meet Kat in Smallville, she's played by actress Carrie Lynn Pratt, and the version is completely different. Different. Completely opposite side of the spectrum. We're going from Lois and Clark's cat having like this leopard print dress where she's like, <laughs> here's the goods, to Cat and Smallville, like, tank, shirt, sweater, button to the top, pearl necklace, 50s housewife, perky. Perfectionist. Um, yeah, in her own way, very nerdy, very smart, and yet not common sense smart. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's something else, man. That, I mean, she's fun. I, I enjoyed her character. She's fun and a little annoying, but I think that's the part that she's supposed to play. You know, she's supposed to be this annoying character to Clark, and I find that hilarious. I, I, you know, in the episode, Shields, where she is all against hating on the superheroes, and she's got Deadshot was hired to, you know, kill her, basically. Mm-hmm. Clark still saves her. And, you know, he doesn't even care that she's leading a campaign against him. But it just shows Clark Kent, like how Clark Kent really is. And I love that. That's, it's awesome. And, you know, there's, we haven't got to finish the season out, but there's more development later on with her character where she gets to really realize what, I even hate saying it just because I wish they, uh, the blur stood for and who he was. Yeah. It was okay when they kept it, but, like, honestly, like, they could have come up with something. Yeah, the blur was a little... It went a little too far. Yeah. I know they didn't want to use the big S word, but come on. In retrospect, really? The blur? Yeah. This isn't Little Rascals, the movie. (laughs) Uh, So we got to see that cat right now. In the New 52 run of Superman... Clark Kent left the Daily Planet and joined CatCo. Uh, it was like a cat.com blogging news source, and he worked for her. They were partners. So now, in Supergirl, we meet Cat Grant, who is the manager of media CatCo company. We don't know too much of what all it entails, but we know that Jimmy Olsen's employed there as well. 
And in the trailer, we get like two defining scenes that really, I think, demonstrate what Kat's character will be in this new series. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that she's she's similar to the Lois and Clark cat in the way that she's like this confident, um, you know, strong woman that, you know, maybe is a little sexualized as well, but, um, but I think it's good, you know, I think that she's also going to be this, um, uh, how do I want to say that? I just, I think she's going to be like a really cool, strong character. Yeah, you know, a, a, a little bit of a pain in the butt. But. A little bit of a devil's <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, you love to hate her and you hate to love her, so she's just that kind of character. I, what I wonder is how much of a character will she be a Luthor-esque villain? Or will she be like this, not really a villain, not really just this character, like an antagonist character where she's not like, you don't watch the series like Kat is the villain, she's just the boss of Tara and causes problems. But not like, not like the bosses in like Perry White where you love Perry. Um, but she creates this different kind of environment. So I'm, I'm intrigued by where they're going to go with her. I... I think Calista Flockhart will play it well. I wouldn't say I'm a huge fan. You know, I'm more optimistic about things, and I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt to just see what she can pull off as the character. So, I'm excited. I mean, I'd rather be excited about all this great and wonderful comic book, especially DC things we're getting, because DC's killing it on TV. Um, definitely are. Tom's getting jealous because we're talking about Supergirl without him. He's only four months, but he might have his first crush. I'm proud of my son. He's got a crush on Supergirl. What do you fans think? You know, what, what, what is your takeaway from the trailer? What's your thoughts on Cat, on Toy Man, on Henshaw, on Supergirl? You know, we're talking about all the main characters we've experienced so far. But, you know, you can find us on Twitter at Last Daughter. And find me in my other many podcasts. So, I mean, that kind of wraps up Cat Grant for now. We're going to see what's going on. There's a lot of history. I definitely encourage everyone to dive into their local comic book shop, library. Any final thoughts, Jania? Um, just for all you fans out there of Supergirl, stay optimistic. I mean, be open to the new storylines and the new characters and the different types of characters that are going to come into play. You know, I think that it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be different. And for the women out there who are listening or, you know, who, um, who love Supergirl, you know, just make sure that you, you appreciate this for what it is, you know, um, you know, for this strong female character that's finally what we really want to see, you know, us women really want to see in the comic book world. Thank you for listening to the Krypton Report, the Supergirl podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at Krypton Report. Leave us a review on iTunes and let you know what you think, how the show can be better, your thoughts on Supergirl, and anything else you feel like chatting about. And I'll catch you next week.